You're listening to the Casual Mancatter on Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. G'day there and welcome to today's episode. It's been over a week now since India, at the very last minute, pulled out of their fifth test match against England over there because of COVID and COVID-related dramas. And of course, the initial fallout has been... Uh, a bit one-sided, I guess you'd say. Uh, certainly, England have lost a lot of money. Uh, the series was poised for a terrific finish. Uh, India waited until the last minute before saying that they couldn't put a team on the paddock, which raises a number of questions as to how we got to this point and why and whether we'll ever actually know the reason behind why that fifth test wasn't played. Anyway, that'll be today's main discussion point on the casual man right here on Thoughts from the Metal Cabin. Like many people, I guess, uh, 10 days ago now, I think it was, uh, I was sitting here ready to watch the start of the fifth test between England and India with, you know, it looked like going to be a terrific finish. The first test had been drawn, India had won the second test, convincingly, then England had won the third test just as convincingly after a collapse by India. And then India had won the fourth test, fairly much just as convincingly. The series was at 2-1, and everything had been set up perfectly for a fifth test where England had to win to draw the series, and India had to win or draw to win the series. During that break between the fourth test and the fifth test, sorry, that uh, was before that, uh, Ravi Shastri had had a book launch. Now, this hadn't been cleared by either the Indian Board of Control or the English Board of Control. It had happened at a, at a bookstore or wherever it was that, that was being held. All the Indian team uh, took place and they were there. From reports, at times they were masked, but most of the time they were not. And then during that fourth test... Ravi Shastri and several backroom staff uh, tested positive for COVID. So they were then isolated from the team and the test went ahead and India won that test. We come to the morning or the evening and the morning before the, first te- uh, the fifth test and another of the backroom staff, this one the masseuse, uh, tested positive as well, which I believe left five Indian backroom staff had tested positive for COVID. Now, the reports that then went around was that 
the players were very nervous about contracting COVID and none of them were in a mood to start the test match or to even play in the test match. And there are 20 players in the Indian squad. Apparently, they decided that they didn't have enough players who were willing to play to put a team on the park, which is what they then communicated to the ECB, uh, to the England management, and basically said that they would be unable to play that match. Now, that's an extraordinary measure. But it is extraordinary times, and we have to take that into consideration, and it has been taken in consideration. But the point from that announcement onwards was, what happens to this test match? What is the result of this test match? Man out at long on, but he needs to be 25 seats back. Now, it's interesting to note that both England and Australia, not that Australia is involved in this, but certainly they are part of the, uh, the big three in, in international cricket. Both England and Australia have got formed themselves on reneging on tours. And they were both to do with South Africa, as it turns out. Uh, England were there uh, last year and there was a COVID outbreak when they were over there for a one-day series halfway through the series and they decided that the players decided and the team there decided they were uncomfortable with continuing the tour and so they cancelled it halfway through the tour and they went home. Australia, of course, was supposed to tour there for a, a test series at the start of this year when we also had a team going to New Zealand for a T20 series and at the last well, almost the last minute, Australia cancelled that on advice that uh, the COVID situation was not good enough for them to tour the country. All seems a bit of a joke with what's been happening in Australia for the last three months. So both of those countries already have form on getting out of tours uh, and citing COVID as a result of that. So the fact that India got to this fifth test and have COVID cases in their team, uh, even though they weren't players, and the fact the players then said they were uncomfortable with continuing the tour and then pulled out is, and you would think, along those similar lines that England and Australia have already shown. And that from that point of view, given that uh, certain regulations have been put in place for just such an occasion, given the uh, outbreak of the COVID-19 virus, that said that teams, if they are uncomfortable or if they believe that the situation is not correct for them, that they can cancel either the tour or the test match or the one-day game, whatever it is. And so that's what India did. And they got on their planes and they didn't go home. They went to the UAE. So, of course, then comes the question as to what happens to that match. now. Over the past 10 days or so, there have been discussions between the ECB and the BCCI. The BCCI have offered to play it as a one-off test match next year when they are already due to go to England to play more one-days and T20s. And Saurav Ganguly, who's the head of the BCCI, has said that he wants that to be the fifth test of the series and not just a one-off. So that would mean that this series would continue on into next year. Now, obviously, if that occurs, there will be a completely different player base, 
uh, it won't have the same feeling of desperation, I guess, that would have been on all the players the night before this particular game. Uh, England could well be strengthened because they could have players like Ben Stokes come back. Um, so that is the solution that India have been putting forward. England at the moment are really torn between wanting this game to be seen as being abandoned uh, as a forfeit and then to claim the series 2-2. And they have made noises in that direction and apparently now they're going to allow the ICC to make the final decision on what happens to this game and the series. Now, of course, this is the thing that if England were playing any other country except India, you could just imagine that they would be putting their very forcefully forward that they would say that the game has been forfeited and that they therefore draw the series. But because it's India, they can't afford to do that because if you piss India off and then India decide they're not going to play ball with you anymore, then you miss out on all those games against India, which are the money winners in cricket. And we saw what happened with Australia a couple of years ago where they got offside with the Indian board and uh, India changed things around and, and forced them to do uh, things they didn't want to do, such as playing one days in India in the middle of January when Australian cricket was still going and the Australian team had to leave the country for two weeks to go and play in India. That's the kind of thing that India can do if they really get offside with you. So there's no doubt that any other country, England would have forced the issue and they would have just said, the game's over, It's uh, it's been... Uh, forfeited, and we've won the series. But now they can't. So <laughs> where does it stand? Do we just call it off? I mean, to be honest, you've gotten to the point now where it doesn't matter, the series is over. And so you just accept the fact that, okay, the last test has had to have been abandoned because of COVID-related issues. And as much as England would like to have thought they could win that last test, everyone would mostly agree that you would think that India were in the box seat. They led the series 2-1 and you just call the series a 2-1 win to India. Now let's go to what many would consider the real reasoning behind that abandonment of that test. And there's plenty of evidence to suggest that it, it is a, a fair reason. And of course, the BCCI and the players will never, ever stop denying that this is not the case. Back in the middle of the year, of course, the IPL was forced to be abandoned because of the COVID cases in India, with, uh, I think it was still five weeks to run. So of course, the IPL is a massive money spinner for India, and they basically cannot afford not to have that continue. So they then rushed to find any opening in the cricket calendar where they could play the end of this IPL season. And as it turns out, the only place that was anywhere near open was the four weeks leading up to the T20 World Cup in the UAE. So, of course, India grabbed that, not worrying about what other countries really had anything on at that time. All they worried about was getting in there and making sure they could get this IPL finished. And that's what they did. The IPL starts tonight, uh, the, the uh, 19th of September, and it runs until basically the start of the T20 World Cup in mid-October. And that's 
what they've grabbed. So even though we had uh, New Zealand touring Pakistan, which is another story, seeing that's just been cancelled, uh, England were due to tour Pakistan as well. Uh, we had the Caribbean Premier League in that area ready to, uh, that was going to be their concluding stages. And of course, India were due to play a test series in England right up until within five days of this starting time for the IPL. So right from the time that they decided to change the date of the IPL to finish at this time, they started making noises that they were hoping that that fifth test could be moved, move it up a couple of days. Or perhaps it could be taken out of the schedule and we could do something else instead, play, I believe, at the time they said, we could play a T20 game instead and then everyone could fly to the IPL. So right from the start, the BCCI were making noises that they didn't want that fifth test to go ahead. And this is a very interesting development if you look upon the whole sort of situation, given that all of these players in the Indian team, now there are players in the England team as well, but they've got a different thought on the matter. All of those players in the Indian team were going to fly home and play in the IPL, which for them is massive amounts of money. Now, if they contracted COVID and couldn't play in the IPL, that would cost them tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, even into the millions of dollars for some of them. So what's best for them, for the Indian players, at that point in time where another person from the back back room contracted COVID? Do we, what are they thinking? Do they think, well, we'll just play this game and we'll see how we go and then we'll fly home? Or do they suddenly think, I don't want to be here, I don't want to catch COVID? I just want to go home. I want to go to the UAE and be ready there to play the IPL and earn my money. Is it as far-fetched as it sounds? I think it's probably more logical than suggesting that because backroom um, staff have got COVID, that 20 players in that squad all said they didn't feel comfortable in playing a test match. They led the series 2-1. They'd played all the hard cricket to get to that point. They didn't want to be in a position where they actually lost that test and drew the series. Um, Now, you know, this is all pie-in-the-sky stuff sort of thing, but it has its merits. And even though it will be denied by everyone involved forever that this is the situation, it really always had that feel that the Indian players had an eye on the UAE more than they did on that fifth test. So how do we move forward from this? More importantly, putting aside the IPL fifth test debacle and Now that we're past that point, it doesn't matter anymore. So any theories you want to come up with or that I want to come up with really don't make any difference at all at the moment. But how do we get past this in the future? Because COVID isn't going away anytime soon. There's a real problem here where test series or one days or T20s down the track are going to be affected by the fact that 
players or coaches or backroom staff are going to contract COVID and that is going to affect those teams and then those matches. And somehow they've got to have something in place that is in black and white to say, in this situation, this is what will occur. And if they don't get that done almost immediately, then we're going to have more cases of this happening and we're going to have more confusion and more problems in regards to outcomes of matches, uh, which in this day and age, when we have a test championship now and we now have a a one-day league that leads up to the World Cups and who's going to play in those, they're all important. All these games now are important, which is exactly what everybody wanted. We wanted to make sure that every game was an important part of going to the next level, whatever it is, whether it's uh, qualifying for the World Test Championship or whether it's qualifying for the next World Cup or whether it's qualifying for the next T20 World Cup. So if we're going to have games in the future where they're abandoned because of COVID or for one team having COVID and one team saying, we have COVID, we can't play, and the other team saying, well, you've got 17 plays, you can still put a team on the paddock, the ICC needs to really ramp up what they're going to do in regards to that. And in many ways, because the the countries themselves still organise the tours and they're still in control of what's played where and at what time, is it time for the ICC to step up and have a firmer hand in all of that scheduling and making sure that they are the ones who ultimately are responsible for whether games go ahead or not? Anyway, something to consider and talk amongst yourself about. Until the next time, when I come back with more fascinating cricket innuendos on The Casual Mancatter. You have been listening to a Metal Cavern production.